Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. As we know, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. He has been teaching and healing as he journeyed toward the cross. Today on Drawing Near, we take a look at Luke's last record of Jesus' activity before he reaches Jerusalem. Let's take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 19, and learn about a critical parable. And as we prepare for today's study, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. And our Heavenly Father, as we bow before you today, we acknowledge the shadow of the cross reaching over our study. Jesus has been experiencing this shadow during Luke's gospel for quite a while. We cannot comprehend what's going on in his heart and his mind during his thoughts and his prayers as he makes this journey toward Jerusalem, knowing what's going to happen. And many other things took place on this journey, things that Luke does not record. But Father, we thank you for the other gospels that give us an accurate picture of what happened in Jesus' life as he moves toward Jerusalem. Now, Father, as we study this passage, help us to understand the critical nature of this passage, maybe even the critical placement of this passage at this point in Luke's gospel. Guide us in our study. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. The scripture that we're looking at today is a long one, at least long for our devotional studies. It begins in verse 11 by giving us the context of this parable. Verse 11 says, Now as they heard these things, probably talking about Zacchaeus and what Jesus was saying to him, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. The context of this parable is to let the disciples, let those who are listening, understand that what Jesus came to do, usher in the kingdom of God, it would not appear immediately. There would be a period of time, a period in which the disciples of Jesus Christ those 11 who remained after the cross, and the rest of the disciples, individuals who would become disciples through the gospel message, that they would be working and serving as the kingdom of God was beginning to come in. And so Jesus speaks this parable to help them understand the timeline or the nature of the kingdom of God. Verse 12 says, Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him, and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. The beginning of this parable explains to the disciples not simply the timeline or the fact that the kingdom of God would not appear immediately, but who the players are in this scene. The certain nobleman is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who's going into a far country. He's the one who is going into heaven. He's going to die on the cross. He's going to be buried, resurrect, and ascend into heaven. He's going into a far country to prepare for the coming of the kingdom of God, to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Now, it's important. Jesus isn't simply going to receive for himself a kingdom after all that he does on the cross and through his resurrection but he's going to return. And that's the most important part in the rest of this parable. 
the fact that he returns. And when he returns, he returns with the kingdom of God. And so there's going to be a period of time after he leaves, before he returns, and that's where the disciples, where the servants in this parable, are supposed to do their work. In verse 13, we're told, he called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 minas, and said, do business till I come. So he's going to entrust things into the care of his servants, and they are to do business. They are to manage or be stewards of these things until Jesus comes. The emphasis here is, I'm going away, and when I come back, I want to know what you've done with these 10 minus, with these 10 things that I've given you to do business with. But then notice verse 14. It sets up everything for us. But his citizens hated him. Jesus is the nobleman. His disciples are the servants. The citizens are the Jews in Jerusalem who are going to crucify him. It's the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those people who will succumb to their temptation to deliver Jesus over to Pilate and to the cross. The citizens hated him, and they sent a delegation after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us. And there it is in a nutshell. Jesus had come to his own, and his own received him not. The promised Messiah, the descendant of David, who was to sit and rule and reign on his throne forever, had come, and they hated him. They rejected him. They did not recognize him. They saw him as an imposter, and so they hated him, and they did not want him to reign over them. Now, elements in this passage are critical to understand. Yes, the kingdom is not going to appear immediately. Jesus is going into heaven. The disciples did not understand what was going to take place in Jerusalem. Remember, they thought the kingdom would appear immediately, right now, in Jesus's lifetime. In their lifetime, they expected to sit at the right and left hand of Jesus. They were going to argue at the Passover meal in the days to come who would be greatest in the kingdom because they expected a physical flesh and blood kingdom to appear immediately. They saw the adversaries of the Lord Jesus Christ as individuals who would be overcome in the days to come. And so Jesus tells this parable, and they have no clue. They don't get it. They are so entrenched in the Jewish idea of what the Messiah would do that they could not hear the truth of Jesus. Now, that's the thing we need to really wrap our minds around for just a moment. Do we have a mindset regarding spiritual things or doctrines or truths from God? Do we have a mindset that is so wrapped around our traditions or what we've been taught or what we desire to believe that we fail to hear the truth from God himself? Do we misinterpret scripture? Do we misunderstand what God is promising? That's one of the great challenges for us as we study apocalyptic literature, like the last part of Daniel, or some references in Ezekiel, or the book of Revelation. As we study these passages, we need to understand what people have told us and what we've come to believe may not be 100% accurate. We need to study the scriptures with an open mind. We need to interpret those prophetic scriptures as we go through our lives today with our eyes wide open for God's manifestation of what he has already promised. We want to take out of scripture the truth. We don't want to read into scripture what we think is the truth. And so if we can be corrected, we want to be corrected. 
Like Apollos being further educated or having his understanding enhanced or clarified by Aquila and Priscilla. We want to be trained. We want to be taught, but we want to be trained and taught correctly. And so Jesus is a certain nobleman going into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom, and he's going to return. This much we know is exactly correct. He calls his servants and delivers them ten minus, and said to them, Do business till I come. These individuals, we are supposed to be good stewards of what's been entrusted to us. What's been entrusted to us? The fruit of the Spirit and the gospel message. The spiritual gifts God has given to us. We're to use our time, talents, and treasures to bring in the kingdom of God, to serve our great master and king until he comes. But the Jews hated him. The citizens of this world hated him. And they said, we will not have this man to reign over us. And so they crucified him. Jesus knew all of these things before he went to Jerusalem. Jesus knew the truth. And yet he goes to Jerusalem anyway. And he tries to prepare his disciples for what is taking place. Not just in the days ahead in Jerusalem. Not just for the cross and his death and his resurrection. He tries to prepare them for his return. You have work to do until I return. The thing that should guide our hearts and minds, our daily lives, our words, our ambitions, should be the knowledge of the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that what guides us? Are we focused on the return of Christ the way we ought to? Just like he came once and so many Jews missed him, he's coming again. We need to be ready. Father in heaven, thank you for your word. Thank you for this passage, this introduction to this parable. Help us, Father, to explore these truths as we go forward with open minds, open hearts, and so that we can know, understand, and apply these things to our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.